For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. What? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto, and my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Derek This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Victory Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. And yeah, the Yanks just keep rolling on. Can somebody tell Tony La Russa the series with the White Sox already started and ended and they lost all three games? That's six in a row for the Bombers. We're feeling good for the first time in a long time. And I know a lot of you thought the Yankees were going to bounce back when they were 5-10, and 10. and I know some of you didn't think the Yankees were going to bounce back when they were 5-10. and 10. I was skeptical, but did anyone, whether you were an optimist or a pessimist, think they'd go from 5-10 and 10 to 28-19 and 19 this quickly with the schedule they had? I'm going to bet almost none of you did. I certainly thought it was going to take longer than this. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question attached to that review so we can answer it. And God damn, if this isn't five-star review season, like Monday off day, no worries, just vibes. Who cares about power rankings? The AL East is a dogfight and the Yanks are right towards the top of it. Thomas Carinante, what a beautiful weekend for baseball. Six straight for the good guys. Can't be complaining at this point. Got to be feeling great. Everyone has to be vibing. Uh, I will say, though, when they were in that really bad stretch, uh, I like to get pessimistic and down on them when they're pissing me off. Uh, But I don't really ever lose full. I don't fully lose faith in this team. It's too good for them to not just go on a streak like they are right now. Um, I think they have the best record in baseball since April 20th. Is that right? Something like that. 23 and nine since they yeah. were five and 10. And I don't think anyone's even particularly close to them. I think there's a couple yeah. of teams lurking. I mean, the Dodgers had a horrible stretch in there. Yeah, I think so. the Padres are like two games behind the Padres and the Giants have low key been. Uh, they've been quietly rolling through people, too. I think yeah. there are a few games behind that. But Red Sox, not top five. By nope. the way, not Red even Sox, really up there. You suck. Um but yeah, I mean, the, the way that it's all coming together at this point, uh, I don't I, I think I would agree. We, we didn't expect that to happen uh, as quickly as it did. But over time, you're looking at this roster, you know what the offense is capable of. Um, I think the biggest thing here is just the starting pitching, giving them new life. The pressure has been taken off the offense, because look, if you look at this offense during the stretch, if they're if they're doing what they were doing, if the starting rotation is doing what they're doing in the first three weeks of April, we're shitting on the offense for not doing enough. Um, but now that they are able to kind of breathe, take a step back and, you know, gather themselves in these clutch situations, um, 
I think it's made made life easier for everybody. Um, and it, it's really it, it goes to show the the work Cashman's done this offseason to kind of put them in this position. Uh, and hopefully it just keeps rolling on. Uh, and before before we keep talking about all things Yankees, how great they mm-hmm. are, how excited we are, we got an announcement. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it's a pubic service announcement, and it's the news mm. all of you have been waiting for, every single one of you. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed, they told us, Adam and I just now, that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. We've been talking about the 3.0 couple months back, guys, scrap the 3.0. It's 4.0 season. Summer is here. Memorial <laughs> throw Day. Your 3.0 throw your 3.0 in the trash. Just throw it out. Memorial Day weekend is coming up. You got to be groomed. You got to be looking good. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Guys, the 4.0. The advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure that your testes are as safe as possible. No more using that trimmer with no protection on it. You don't want to cinch, you know, your private parts and you want to be able to go down there and do all your grooming and grooving without having to worry about any of that scary stuff. Uh, We hate seeing blood when uh, we make a mistake down there, gents, don't we? Um, so if you're interested in this, guys, a whole whole new set of things. It's waterproof. You can do it in the shower. Please put down one of those things that captures the hair. Uh, you don't want to be snaking that out of the drain. Um, a uh, new multifunction on off switch. Uh, that's good for people who travel. Um, and then you have additional guard length size one through four. Uh, we've said it before. Not sure why you're using three or four unless you're trying to do some funky design. Uh, please just, you know, if you're going to wear the speedo this summer, keep it one to two. We don't want to see the stuff popping out. Um, and we could just head on over to manscaped.com and, and make this all happen. Everyone, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided of 20 at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off free shipping manscaped.com using the code fansided of 20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. Love to have a sponsor that wants you to say cinch your private parts because we've been saying that in different ads for a long time and other sponsors were like, stop saying that phrase. And we were <laughs> like, someday it's going to, you're going to, you'll see, you're going to want it. Um, let's t- I mean, uh, there's so many things to focus on with this series and bleeding into the Texas series as well. Uh, obviously, the, the starting rotation is getting the brunt of the credit recently and, and deservedly so because um, you know, no matter what you thought about this Yankees rotation entering the year and, and no matter what you think about them moving forward. And I personally think they are closer to approximating their actual value as opposed to overperforming like a uh, Nick Pavetta, for instance, or a Martin Perez or these guys whose peripherals don't really match their results. Uh, Pavetta and Jameson Tyone have basically the same peripherals, by the way. So either you believe in both or you believe in neither. That's just sort of what you should be doing. Uh, pretty much the same hard hit rate. Sorry to break that one to you. Um, but I, I think the Yankees rotation is very good. This is unanticipated. And and I sort of, you know, you saw a lot of stats this past week where it was like the Yankees have done X for the first time since 2009. The Yankees have done Y for the first time since 2009. And 2009 just kept coming up like rotation, clutch hitting, et cetera. And you were like, mm, 2009, that's interesting. That was a That was a year where good things happened. But then after Garrett Cole starts specifically, which pushed, the rotation to 30 straight scoreless innings, uh, which came against the Rangers who scored off the Astros uh, this week, uh, proved that maybe the Yankees pitching was the thing, not the weak offense. And then the White Sox, who have the highest scoring offense in baseball, 
That's who they shut out. After the Cole shutout, you started seeing stats about most consecutive scoreless seven-inning appearances from starters since 1932. Mm. 1932 is a different season. That's a different game of baseball, different sport entirely. To have your pitching staff match that, especially when your pitching staff was derided by people throughout the game as Garrett Cole and four dudes. Pretty impressive. And the most impressive start in that stretch, which once again, the seven inning stretch was not elongated by Jamison Tyone on Sunday, but the shutout stretch sure was. That's 35 straight innings by Yankees starting pitchers. Uh, And that began with a no-hitter <laughs> that all started with a no-hitter by Corey Kluber. And since then, everyone who's taking the baton has said, all right, great, we're not giving up a run either. Tyone probably could have gotten an extra inning. In Sunday's game, I, I would have probably pushed him. Maybe Boone loved the scoreless streak so much that he was like, let's not risk it with the heart of the order. But 35 straight scoreless innings from the starters is remarkable against two teams that, that mash. Texas is good. Texas has at least half of an offense. Um, not a full offense, but a lot of people don't have a whole offense. Um, and the most impressive start in this streak for me, I don't know if you feel the same way, was Jordan Montgomery on Friday because yeah. the White Sox specifically kill lefties. They were 15-0 and last season against lefty starters. The lineup is only vaguely different this year. You've got your mean Mercedes in there instead of Elo Jimenez, who wasn't, you know, missed a lot of time in the postseason last year, too. Um, and Luis Robert is currently out, but wasn't out for the whole season. They basically lead the league in hitting lefties this year. All the hitting stats and the counting stats, they're first in baseball after going undefeated against them last year. And Jordan Montgomery had the best start of his life against the White Sox. Seven innings, 11 Ks, right? No runs. Uh, barely even runners in scoring position uh, with two outs in his final frame. Miguel and Duhar and Brett Gardner crashed into each other in left field, put a free runner on second base. Monty still struck out pinch hitter Yasmani Grandal on three pitches after that. Um, an incredible, I mean, I'm not going to rank Monty's start as more impressive than the no hitter, but I am going to rank it as more surprising than the no hitter, perhaps just because of all the lefty mashing stats that went into it. Yeah, it was, I, I couldn't believe that. I don't know what happened here with I don't know how we ran into the White Sox at a good time when they've just been destroying people uh, right before facing us. Um, but yeah, the stats against lefties. And that's why just quickly before we uh, do some more praising, that's why uh, we were kind of questioning the the, the Wandy Peralta uh, decision on Sunday because Tyone, five innings. Yes, he was at 80 pitches. Yes, he was laboring a bit, but that was his most impressive outing of the year, probably. Um, And I don't know at that point if you want to test him to see what he can do because he's never really reached this far and looked this good. Um, And then you bring in a lefty to face the heart of the order and this order crushes lefties and then look what happens. Obviously, yes, hindsight is 2020, but I can tell you I was sitting there and I was like, what what's happening here? Why are they doing this? Um but yeah, before coming into the series, the White Sox, uh, they didn't have exactly the, the hardest stretch of games. They kind of steamrolled the Royals and the uh, the Twins over like a 13-game stretch. Um, and the most notable of which was the 16-4 to defeat in which uh, Yerman Mercedes homered on that 3-0 count that uh, kind of began this, this kind of <laughs> downward stretch for them. Uh, they lost the very next game. They ended up winning the finale. Uh, just but it was a narrow two to one score. And then they come to the Bronx, not really sure how the offense completely dipped off. I know the Yankees rotation is good, but I mean, they scored five runs in three games and they are, I think, the number four offense in the league when it comes to average. And they're like number one in a lot of other, I think, OPS. And actually, I have it right here. Let's see. They are. Oh, no, they're not. They're number six in OPS. Um, 
Yeah, how are they? How are how are we looking at this team as one of the best offenses in the league? Number twenty five for home runs. What are we looking at? They just score shitload of runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't even. I guess we're wrong. Um, they they're seventh in the league in runs scored. So yeah, not not they're good. They're they're a really good team. And don't forget, guys, they're missing uh Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, uh, two of arguably their best hitters. Um, and they're still managing to do this. But uh, the 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 Yankees rotation, you really can't ask for more from these group of guys. Montgomery, uh, who's kind of been a little bit iffy all year, goes seven strong, eleven Ks, which was absolutely incredible. Four hits, no walks. Garrett Cole speaks for itself. He did have three walks though, very uncharacteristic. But uh, I, I guess uh, you know he lowered his ERA to one point eight one, fan seven across his seven innings. Um, and then Tyone yesterday, obviously five scoreless, uh, and then the bullpen kind of gets knocked around, but the guys needed work. I guess that was also the main argument. People yelling at me on Twitter. These guys need work. Just uh, why? Yeah, I know. But like, they don't need, they don't need work to the point where like you can't risk testing your starting pitcher who, you know, kind of needs more of, uh, uh, experience going a bit later into games. Like if we can lengthen out Tyone to like get to a consistent five, six innings, which he's had trouble with uh, or hasn't done much of at all. Like this is, this is an incredibly deep rotation. Cause then you're bringing Peral- everyone's saying, Oh, Peralta's lights out. Yeah. He's, he's been good. He hasn't really come in, you know, to face the heart of the order in, in a very close game. He hasn't done that. He's largely coming in mop up duty or just to face a lefty. Um, and then uh, Chad green gives up that homer to Yasmani Grandal and then Chapman Chapman. I told you it would happen guys. Have you been paying attention? I told you Chapman was going to blow a save, and I was this right. This is the best case scenario, though. Yeah. Blown sa- he's going to blow a save. It didn't happen until May 23rd, and they won the game. Yeah. Thanks. He's, that was awesome. Yeah. He has four wins this year. He got two wins in this series. Pretty awesome. Um, so he that was his first earned run in his 19th appearance of the season. Uh, everyone got the job done. Glaber, guy's on fire, dude. What, what's the slash line you just had? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Here we go. I was just going to spotlight Glaber, too. Um, in the in his last 96 plate appearances, um, which obviously spans from before and after the COVID break when he mysteriously got COVID for the second time in a couple months after being vaccinated. Who knows? Maybe his blood is just cool. And the test was like, I don't know what's going on with this guy's awesome blood. 96 plate appearances, 345, 406, 460, triple slash. Good. Um, Glaber exit velocity has never been his thing and it hasn't been this year either, but he is doing ever since honestly picking up that first homer of the year is doing a great job finding his spots. And, uh, his third hit of the day yesterday was absolutely ripped can hit line drives all over the field and found the short porch, uh, in Friday's game, a huge home run off Michael Kopech just plopped 99 the other way. Uh, he is a hitter when he's on and he's starting to be a hitter this year. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm so happy for him because the start of the season was rough. And obviously last year was rough, too, when he was struggling to get his footing defensively. He's looked really good on defense, too. I mean, I know we're saying really good. Uh, he just and which it just might be routine. He's made some nice plays, but like he's he, the there's no more issues with throws. I haven't seen in the last couple of weeks. He's he's being a little bit. He's being much less passive. He's charging ground balls. Um, he's moving very swiftly across the diamond. Um, and, uh, I, you can't really can't give him enough credit at this point. And Aaron judge is just silently dominating the competition. I know it doesn't, he's not like, he's not putting balls over the fence constantly, but he's, he's just, he's tattooing balls and he's getting hits in, in the perfect scenarios. And his first, first career walk-off incident, cause it wasn't a hit on Sunday, walk-off walk, first career walk-off of any sort for Aaron judge in his career. 
Um, and just we're chalking up, we're chalking up more and more milestones and it feels great because just a couple, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we were like, what, what the fuck is this team doing? I wasn't watching. I wasn't, I refused to watch the Friday night of the tiger series. I was like, they could do whatever they're going to do. I'm not going to watch it. And Garrett Cole torpedoed. And after that, they've, uh, been pretty great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Just a quick one. When we come back, we're going to be talking uh, more Yanks, Yanks winning, uh, experience at the stadium, and uh, Tony LaRusso, you're an idiot. Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. This is Jamie from Progressive. Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the things that's glaring that stands out from this past series um, from this team, you know, they... I'm not going to say they got lucky breaks um, because luck is the residue of design. That's what happens to good teams. You can, you can look at any good team. Look, we spitefully look at any good Red Sox season. And we're like, yeah, they're 29 and 19 right now. But like they were down to their final strike twice and won those games. Lucky, stupid. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah, but that's going to happen to good teams over the course of, of a full season. They're going to get some breaks. They're going to get some weird walk-off walks and stuff. And sometimes they're going to win because the other manager is dumber than the manager in the dugout. And, and Aaron Boone, <laughs> outmanaged Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa this weekend. Feels good. Um, ever since Tony La Russa called out his own team for uh, being too good and winning by too much, they're one and four, I think. Yeah, one and four. Uh, not what you want. Um, ever since Tony La Russa said that Lance Lynn has a locker and he has an office, they're one and four. Might not be the most, uh, the best team building maneuver to start saying that, you know, I, I hate my team and I think that people should <laughs> throw baseballs at them. That doesn't seem to have galvanized the roster. Um, the White Sox scored five runs in a three-game series at Yankee Stadium. Had a chance, though, to take two of the three games. One of them was a bludgeoning at the hands of Garrett Cole. Tony La Russa couldn't manage around that. Cole was dotting 101 in the seventh inning of work. Uh, nothing La Russa could have done there. But first game of the series, uh, tie ball game after Jonathan LeWisega blows the game. Not, uh, you know, not great. It happens. It happens on Nick Madrigal with the weirdest like dunk in a right field ever. He, he's a cool base. He's a cool baseball player. Is he a good baseball player? Yes. Is he great? I don't know. Is he cool? Yeah, very cool. Uh, does weird things. One one game. Uh, Liam Hendricks, the closer who I think cost fifty four million dollars, mm-hmm. could come in. Didn't uh, Evan Marshall, who's a decent reliever, uh, good in the in the past, terrible this year, mid sixes ERA. Um, starts the ninth for some reason. His second inning of work after navigating out of runners on the corners, no outs. He already did his job. He actually did it really well. Uh, pretty special job in that eighth inning. Ninth inning, not so much. Uh, hit, hit, hit. You're gone. Uh, three straight singles, and you're walked off. Tony Larusa, does he learn from? Does he learn a lesson from this? Uh, leaving his closer in, in the bullpen in a tie game on the road. Uh, no, he does not. No cool. lesson learned. Uh, Sunday's game. Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer, the lefty, uh, with a pretty elevated whip, comes in, uh, pitches the eighth, decent, fine, maintains the 4-3 Yankees lead. Andrew Vaughn hits a 99-mile-an-hour fastball from a roll. This Chapman, 700 feet into the bleachers. <laughs> pretty weird. Uh, uh, it just kept carrying, and I was at the game, and it was kind of, I thought it was a fly out, and then I was like, oh, that's actually going uh, 450 feet. Interesting. That's not what I thought was going to happen. 
um, go to the bottom of the ninth. Obvious situation where you're going to use Hendricks. You're probably going to use him for two innings, honestly. Use him in the ninth to get it to the tenth once the stupid extra free runner on base happens use him again in the bottom of the tent try to save your one run lead because he's your best reliever no aaron bummer uh stays in for some reason to face clint frazier brett gardner a lefty and dj lemayhew i don't know what the matchup advantage was here tyler wade was in the four spot in the lineup because he came in for luke void for defense and all that stuff ended up in left field sure um Clint starts the game with a single. Great. You can pull Aaron Bummer now if you want. Brett Gardner, not really the guy that you need to run a platoon advantage over at this point. He's in there for defense, and he's in there because Aaron Hicks had wrist surgery. Gardner strikes out. Frazier's still second. Cool. Uh, DJ LeMahieu's coming up. He's been hitting 220 for like a month. It's sad. It's not great. No, None of us are happy with it. We like DJ LeMahieu, but the fact of the matter is, He's struggling, as is everyone. I think he's still basically like a slightly below average hitter, but he's been struggling. And Tony LaRusso goes, No, nah, I'm scared of him. I'm not. The only way to guarantee Aaron Judge comes up in that inning is intentionally walking LeMahieu because runner on second, of course, winning run on second, one out for LeMahieu and Tyler Wade. If LeMahieu doesn't get the job done, odds are low. Tyler Wade gets the job done here, especially against a lefty like Bummer. He walks LeMahieu. Why? The only way you can guarantee Aaron Judge gets to the play is intentionally walking a struggling LeMahieu. He does it. No questions asked. Leaves Bummer in lefty-lefty on Tyler Wade. Once again, Tyler Wade, not someone you need to go platoon advantage on. I don't think Tyler Wade is hitting Liam Hendricks. Tyler Wade, though, gets 3-0 ahead in the count. 3-0. That's what Aaron Bummer does. Hits him with the automatic 3-0 strike. And then Wade doinks one in between uh, first and second for an infield single bases loaded for Judge. Then Hendricks comes in. Five pitches. None of them are close. Judge swung at the first one because it was at his head. It was like some protective weird swing. And then just watched four balls extremely far away from the plate for his first ever walk-off incident. I like that terminology. Um, Tony LaRusso sleepwalking through the 2021 Major League Baseball season and is the, the, like, the primary reason that the Yankees match up and should probably be favored over the White Sox if they were to lock horns right now. Uh, because the team's three, four, five. Don't give me the Yankees beat the White Sox three, four, five starters. Not hearing that. The White Sox beat the Yankees four, five, one starters. <laughs> like that's who they faced. And we got them three times. They got us zero times. We both had some advantages in the Yankees to give advantage every time. Larusa is over his head underwater and hilariously took two of the three games this weekend and just mashed them all up in his balled up fist and lost them. Yeah. Uh, One thing on the sweep, too, it's like people, oh, yeah, you faced uh, the White Sox. They have injuries and you didn't face their best stars. It's like, dude, you've just been how many people have been shitting on us for not being able to complete the sweep? There are one in six and sweep eligible games heading into this weekend. And they swept the the next best the next best team in the American League, probably. Uh, So. It, it just the the argument the, the the criticism never ends. It's oh you suck or oh you just it 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 wasn't that impressive. Yeah, uh, oh so, you suck because you lost. Oh you suck because you won too. <laughs> I don't know. We we don't like you and we're we're upset. We're we're rationalizing. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm sick of it. I'm sick of everybody. But uh, sick of mostly Tony Larusa. I mean, uh, I, to be honest, I did not fully disagree with his handling of it. Yesterday, I was more so taken aback by him not bringing Hendricks in Friday Uh, yesterday because you're facing Clint Frazier and Brett Gardner, who have been generally bad. Um, The the cause for concern was Aaron Bummer's whip 1.42 on the season. Also, side note, uh, there's like a subsect of Twitter that that I've gotten into because I do more research on stats now. People say that whip for relievers doesn't matter. Why? Why is that? Why? 
I, I don't know. Whip is like a to me a very important stat that that dictate that tells you how many base runners you put on every inning and get yourself into trouble. So I don't I don't I don't know. But I, yeah, I just I'm a huge whip that. guy. Whip yeah, is good. I wanted to get that out there because I, I saw that and I don't know if it's like trolls. I don't know because I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know. I think who we've hit carrying. we've hit a point with advanced stats where like if you're telling me whip is no longer important, like it's not important for relievers to limit walks and hits. Like if that's yeah. what you're saying, I think we're in a bad place. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, yeah that's it, not it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, uh, him leaving Bummer in to face Frazier and Gardner wasn't like that egregious. The walking LeMahieu thing was like, what are you doing, man? Um, Tyler Wade with a, eh, we could call it a lucky hit, but he's fast. He, he, he put the ball where it needed to be. Um, and, but, and, but at that point, why are you bringing in Hendricks? You're bringing in Hendricks to face the best hitter on the Yankees with the bases loaded to put out some epic fire. He would need a strikeout or a double play ball there to even, even probably even survive or just a bullet of a ground ball to throw a runner out at home. Um, so just terrible, terrible managing there, uh, in terms of keeping, trying to keep your team in the game and you just waste, you wasted how many pitches did he throw? He threw five pitches. You just used him when you didn't need to use him. Just keep bummer in and just hope, hope for the best. See what happens at that point. Cause you already left him in long enough. Uh, and La Russa, dude, like I, I thought that a couple last week, people were talking about, uh, or two weeks ago, people were talking about how he forgot the rules. He forgot about the runner on second. He forgot about the three batter minimum. They're like, is this guy a fit for this team? It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he managed for 34 years. He's a Hall of Famer. So like, yeah, he's probably a good fit for this team. But I don't know. I watch. I got a I got a much closer look at him this series. Just don't like the guy's body language. Like this is a young <laughs> I, I, do, I don't like and I don't know me sound, either. I don't. I, I don't I don't like his little hat either. His hat. Does I not don't fit on his head. <laughs> He looks like a train conductor. I, and it's like he's walking out to the mound. I know he's an old guy, 76 years old. God bless him. He's still able to be doing this. But like just like sauntering out to the mound. It's like, dude, this team is full of young dudes who are like amped. Like he took Keiko out of the game. Keiko was fucking pissed. Um, and it's just the body language of the manager and who's running the show does not match up with the players on this roster. So I, I think CC Sabathia does have a point. Um, and I guess the greater baseball community does have a point that he should not be managing this team. Uh, not that he's not qualified. It's just there are the times are changing. Um, you have a very young up and coming team and the White Sox also have a very good mix of veterans, too. Um, but even the veterans nowadays are more uh, uh, progressive baseball wise. Uh, Eons more progressive baseball wise than Tony La Russa is, as we've seen from the discourse over the last few weeks. So um, on top of his. Uh, questionable managing. Uh, I just don't think that I, I, I would not be surprised now after watching this series, if there is a managerial change before uh, the trade deadline, I don't know who it would be. I don't know who they would bring in. Um, but I will say I did read an opinion column last week uh, about how it was a big whiff for them to not bring in Alex Cora. And I couldn't fucking agree more. I think if oh, they bring yeah. in Alex Cora, this team is like, this team is next level. That's I, that hurts my brain. That would be, yeah. yeah, they'd be, they'd be great. And they remember they did hire AJ Hinch kind of, I think they told their social media graphics team. They were hiring AJ Hinch because when they put out the Tony La Russa announcement, it came with AJ Hinch's signature in like the little picture graphic. Mm-hmm. It was like excited to welcome Mr. Manager, like a weird looking pick of <laughs> Photoshop pick of Tony La Russa with AJ Hinch's like facsimile signature in the corner. 
I think they really pivoted at the 11th hour. And even the graphics team was like, that's what's happening. Like, you might as well hire Miller Huggins. Like, you're just hiring people out of the baseball hall. of Like, oh, Sandy Koufax is our manager now. Like, what? what? Um, I, I mean, look, obviously, I knew Tony LaRusso was the manager of the Chicago White Sox. He's been the most prominent name in the baseball discourse for the past week. But even secure in that knowledge that, like, I've read the words on paper when the dugout, when they pan to the dugout before Friday night's game. And I saw Tony Larusa, the manager. <laughs> I, I laughed. I, I outright laughed. I was like, Oh, I like forgot for a couple. I was like a little stressed. I didn't think Jordan Montgomery against the Sox was going to go. Well, I felt like, I, you know, there's no shame if the Yankees had lost to the white Sox, even if they'd lost the series, but they had so much positive momentum coming out of Texas. I think I was a little stressed on Friday, just knowing I was about to, just that that specific feeling of stress, like you're about to enter a tough weekend of baseball. Mm-hmm. It might go okay. There's a chance it's going to go very poorly. Like not that it was determinative for the rest of the season if it went poorly or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, th- that kind of stress where I'm like just not excited about what I'm about to see. And then the second I saw Tony LaRusso's face in the dug and I like remembered he was there and it broke the tension entirely. I was like, oh my God, this man with his little hat and his mop top. And he, he really looks like, you ever seen the SNL sketch where Bill Hader is a, a Vietnam vet in puppet class, no. like building a puppet that, that basically talks about what he watched in Vietnam. <laughs> Tony LaRusso looks like that guy and the puppet. And so every time I, when I saw him with his little hat, I, I lost my mind. Um, yeah, this is, this is not a fit. Um, a- anything else you want to talk about necessarily? I feel like we're just feeling great. And the AL East is, you know, I think we expected it to be a, a tight race all summer long entering, you know, this Memorial day week. We're there. The Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays have all played really well over the last 10 days. Um, You know, you got to weather your opponent's streaks at this point. The Rays have won 10 straight damn games. They are now tied with the Sox. Both are a half game up on us. Um, That was sort of the best part, best part in quotes about the Red Sox hot streak at the start of the season is they never really got so hot that they were running and hiding from people. Not that early season standings really matter, but in 2018, when Alex Cora first got this job and installed whatever he installed in the video room to help J.D. Martinez or or whatever that's about, um, (laughs) that team was 17 and two in the first couple weeks of the season. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, uh, like early season standings don't really matter. But I think the Yankees at some point were like eight games back of the Mm -hmm. Red Sox early in 2018 because like, no shit they were because when whoever you're no matter what you're doing unless you're also going 16 and 4 you're going to have a tough time keeping up with 17 and 2 so the the red sox there was there was a time this april when they almost 17 and 2 again they for my money the turning point in their season was when they they got swept at home by the orioles and then went uh, you know then when won nine straight games and they're facing the twins, which now, you know, winning three in a row in Minnesota to extend that winning streak to nine makes a lot more sense now that we know what the twins are. But there was a point in that game in the fourth game of that series where they were up. They were down three Oh late. Alex Verdugo had the, the at bat of the century bro or whatever, <laughs> and hit a three run double to tie that game. And there, when he hit that, you know, three run double, there really was a point that was like, Oh, fuck like they could 
they could rip off 16 in a row. Like there's no, there's no limit on what they can do right now. They're about to go to 10 and three on the heels of like a ridiculous comeback victory. Like you could have convinced me they could do anything. And they lost that game. Adam Adovino was Mm -hmm. bad. Helped them lose that game. And from that point on, they've been normal. Good. I'm not saying they're not good. Uh, They've been about, I believe they've been 19 and 16 since then. Since then, um, I'm obviously an insane person. I've been looking at the Red Sox, you know, game by game. Um, They've been good. They've been normal good. And so they haven't managed to run and hide from anybody. And the Rays have already got them. And we have them in the loss column. They've just got one extra win over, you know, what we've got. Um, Good team. Still not sure if they're 87 win good or AL East champions good. I think they're closer to a third place team they at least we'll yeah. find out yanks haven't played them yet maybe they own us this year we, we just don't know um but yeah nobody ran and hid the red sox have been good solid for about a month and a half the yankees have been 23 and 9 since they were awful and now here we are with essentially a three-way tie atop the al east and the blue jays aren't even one of those teams so we are set up for a hell of a run here yeah i think this i the, i i'm fine with where the Sox are they they have a good roster so they're gonna win games they're gonna give you problems good baseball team i yeah. like where we have their fans because the fans are still hugging the standings at this point you see discourse on twitter where like you said earlier we're seeing these milestones from the yankees pitching staff that we haven't seen in a decade or three decades or a century and then you have jared Krabis. oh where do they rank in the standings bro it's like they're fucking two games back, idiot. And it's May 20th. So this is what we're going to do. Like when there, when a team is not, when, when fans don't entirely, in my opinion, have confidence in their teams to last throughout, they're hugging the standings for the first two or three months in the season. And then when it flames out, they'll just be like, oh yeah, like this was expected anyway, dude. Like, of course we weren't, we weren't like built to, to, to beat you guys who, you know, went out, went all out this offseason and upgraded in every area. So I like where Sox fans are mentally. They, they think that leading the division um, <laughs> with with the Rays, they lead the division with the Rays who are not very good. Uh, you know, they, they it's some sort of consolation prize at this point, or they're using that to hang it over Yankees fans heads like it matters. Um, and I think most Yankee fans are smart enough to know that it doesn't matter and that what how the roster is developing and how our deficiencies are slowly being repaired and patched up is the is the bigger picture here whereas you know jumping out of the gate to a quick win streak that you have barely maintained over the last six weeks is is the equivalent of dog shit <laughs> I, I do think, I mean, they are going to have all the baked in excuses in the world. Twitter is an embarrassing yeah. place. No one should be on it. And if they <laughs> lose the division to us, they're going to do obviously, well, you look at what you spent. Look at what we, we weren't even trying this year, but if they lose the division to the Rays, they got nothing. They got no. nothing other than like high and bloom used to be on the Rays. So that's pretty much that's what we're trying to, we're trying to be the, that, that could be, shut up, just shut your mouth. Um, (laughs) The the Yankees obviously set out to win the division. Is cut payroll, cut their most prominent players and remain extremely good. So it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a four-way race. 
I don't think the Blue Jays are out of it, though they were completely broken this week. Yeah. Rafael Delis is not a closer, gave the Red Sox a free win. And then the the Rays just they the Rays hurt the Blue Jays in so many ways this weekend, capped by a you know ninth inning absolute choke job where a guy I've never heard of came in and walked the tying and winning runs. He walked in uh, three runs. Yeah, it's I don't know who that man was, but I would say the wrong button was pressed by by whoever sent him into that game. Uh, Charlie Montoyo, maybe, you know, former Rays employee, maybe just giving his old friends a little gift there. Um, but yeah, the ALE is going to be a dogfight. It's not even really the summer yet, even though it was like 100 degrees this weekend. I was at Yankee Stadium. It felt real. The capacity is about to increase. I waved goodbye to a bunch of White Sox fans. I was screaming at Tony LaRusso from Section 421. Hmm. I don't think he heard me. But to be fair, I don't think he hears anything. I don't think his ears are functional at this point. Um, <laughs> it's 84 years old and circulation cut off by the tiny hat. I had a great time. I enjoyed uh, one of the last weeks of lower capacity. Yankee Stadium was kind of amazing and relaxing. But let's get the fans in there. Let's open it up a little bit. And we got the Red Sox on Sunday night baseball for a weekend series in two weeks. We go to Detroit next week. That's going to be sort of a weird little respite in between. Not saying Detroit's not going to put up a fight, but just saying when you got the Red Sox on the horizon and you just played Toronto and you're about to play Tampa, it's just a weird time for a Detroit series. But let's go Yanks. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review or a six-star review commensurate with the Yankees winning streak. Thomas Carinante, where can they find you? Um, at Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. Uh, we're also on different mediums, folks. You can find us on yanksgoyard.com. We're producing content there all day, every day. Uh, you can also talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at yanksgoyardfs. Uh, Yankees have the day off today, so we're going to chill. Uh, we'll be firing up the Twitter machine tomorrow. Um, until then, everyone, enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Wednesday, hopefully with a 1-0 series lead over the Jays. Oh, it'd be nice. Talk to you Wednesday. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.